This episode is also available in Spanish. To listen, visit 83wuaw.com forward slash ccj and look for episode 23-10. Este episodio está disponible en español. Para escuchar, visite 883wuaw.com para escuchar CCG y busque el episodio 2310. This is Central Carolina Journal, a program that highlights events, programs, and slices of life happening throughout our communities. I'm Katarina Medina. Thanks for joining us. Sometimes, in order to advance in our society, there are those that may need some assistance. People want to be able to learn new skills to pursue jobs that are in demand, but there are hurdles to overcome. It could be trouble with comprehending or reading the English language, or they need to complete requirements that would have helped them graduate from high school. College and Career Readiness, or CCR, offers opportunities for students free of charge to achieve these goals, as well as to develop basic and academic skills one needs to enter the workforce or to pursue a post-secondary education. Fred Brocker spoke with Claudia Fernandez, Anita Green, and Ashley Bird, and discussed needs for all of these different programs and who would benefit most from them. So let's start with this question, as I think it relates to all of the things that we're going to be talking about in the broadcast today. How great is the need for programs that prepare people to enroll in college? Why is this such an emphasis for us? Yeah, I'm going to start with uh, kind of the mission of the college and career readiness programs, which is to prepare learners in our communities to improve their language skills, their literacy skills, their numeracy skills, digital literacy, to lead to post-secondary education and training, and also to families, sustainable wages, and you know, economic empowerment. Um, I'm going to throw some numbers here. There are about 350,000 adults in North Carolina who don't speak English at all or don't speak English well. Um, about 730,000 adults don't have a high school equivalency diploma and about 50,000 of them don't have a high school equivalency diploma and are unemployed. So there is a great need for programs that support these learners to prepare for college and career. Adult education can be seen as that bridge that will support the workforce demand and supply that we really need to support in order to get these learners those employment opportunities. You know, you said something there that was kind of interesting, and I want to play devil's advocate for mm -hmm. a moment. Uh, the numbers of people that you said uh, either do not speak English or mm -hmm. have a very hard time mm -hmm. with English. Uh, what would you say to those that would say, well, if someone doesn't know the language, why is that our problem? Um, well, it's, it's part of the community, right? Those learners are here. They are part of our community. And we want our communities to be able to access and understand uh, the services and the responsibilities as a community members. So it's extremely important that those in the community, we all are, you know, speaking in some ways the same language to be able to not only access information, education and services, but also to contribute to the community in ways that are meaningful. Now, one of the things that I see as well in terms of the need for these programs, in addition to those that English is not their first language, but perhaps those that have had problems making their way through high school mm -hmm. for one reason or another and never really completed their pursuit for a diploma. 
how great of an impact is it for those people that did not walk across the stage? It makes a huge difference in their lives, right? So, you know, many of our community members have situations where, as you said, they couldn't finish their high schools and have their graduation. So this is a, a perfect opportunity for them to have a second chance or a third chance or a chance to complete their high school diploma and get those skills that are not going to stay just right there. Like, oh, I got my high school equivalency or my GED or my high set. It's also going to prepare them with those skills they need in order to get a certification, in order to get a diploma, in order to get a job that is going to sustain their families and bring more dignity to their communities and their families and their next generations. So we've talked about the need on a macro level. Let's look at some of the particulars here. It's one thing to say we need to make these things happen for these populations. But what unique challenges are there for those that recognize they need to overcome some of these barriers? And even if they try to pursue that, what sort of things are they facing that perhaps we don't as a society see on the surface? So one of the things that we often see with our students that are some of the biggest challenges is like transportation is always an issue. So we have ways to kind of get around that with our program to get there. They also tend to come from lower socioeconomic status. And part of it is because they're either underemployed or unemployed. That's another challenge. And then oftentimes our students come without the lack of support that they need to get across the stage or to move into a better paying job or they just don't have that outside support. They don't know where to get it in the community and then they don't often have it in their families. You use the word support and you've definitely talked about that from a logistical standpoint, getting to and from places, having the money to be able to do those things. But it also sounds just as important, the investment that other people make to empower them to be able to do what they need to do. Yes families, friends. Our staff is always there to do that. We also have a good working relationship with community partners, whether it's with maybe someone needs help with housing, maybe someone is food insecure. So we do those things because those are often challenges that if you don't know, you just don't know where to get that from. So those are often things that we push into place as far as just referring them, bring them reach out if that's what needs to happen to make some of those things happen. So they get supported more than just you can do it because if they come and they're hungry, they're not learning anything with us. Very important. Very good point. So let's talk about the program as a whole, college and career readiness. What distinctions are there in how one approaches preparing for college versus one wanting to enter the workforce? Because there are different thought processes and avenues that happen there. Let's talk about that somewhat. Sure. So, yes, they all have different goals. Um, we might have students who are actually here improving their English language acquisition, but they probably already have a master's degree completed in their country of origin, for example. We might have also students, like you mentioned earlier, didn't have the chance to walk the graduation stage when growing in our communities, and they want to improve their skills. So first, our student population can be very diverse. They come from different places. They come from different levels of literacy. But but a common denominator, though, is that they are looking for a better future. And that better future, it can be in the context of college 
or career. And there are many skills that into these different pathways are, you know, common denominators. So we have programs where students are, let's say, they are improving their English language acquisition, while at the same time, they are learning skills for work readiness, and they are learning language in the context of a specific career pathway or credential. So we have faculty, especially our faculty and, and absolutely our staff, they are trained on having this type of delivery because it requires a special faculty to really be able to manage all different skills. So I'm going to let Ashley here to tell us more about that kind of programming. Yes. So with our ESL students, while they are studying English, they're also learning job skills in their regular ESL classes. And then our newest initiative, which is called the ESL Career Pathways Program, we are supporting our ESL students as they transition from just taking ESL classes with us to a curriculum class at CCCC. So an example of this would be the BioWorks program. So with this program, we provide our students with weekly one-on-one academic support. They meet with me either in person or virtually. They get career exploration and soft skills development while they're enrolled in one of our occupational training courses, like the one I, I mentioned already, like the BioWork course. Mm-hmm. One of the things you said there that was really interesting, and I have it in the notes here a little later, but I think it's good to talk about it now. Uh, you mentioned that one of the elements of the ESL classes is that in the course of them taking those classes, that you're incorporating some of these different job skills and different types of training in such a way that makes sense when you stop to think about it, that it's not just trying to get one to learn English, but learning English in light of whatever profession or job or career that they're looking for. Tell me about the significance of that. Yeah, so we really want to provide our students not just with the opportunity to improve their English or to learn English, but the goal really is ultimately for them to transition to some kind of course with a certification, which will lead to a job with family sustaining wages. And so during that time, we are really working with them to really develop a lot of those soft skills. So we do information about resume writing, Uh, we do maybe mock interviews, we do a lot with digital literacy. So it really is contextualized instruction. So while they're learning English, they're also learning those really important job skills that they're going to need in the future when they leave us. I would think it would be particularly difficult for somebody that is coming in and trying to learn a language where everything is built around that particular language. Like if I were to go in to take a Spanish class, for example, everything was being presented to me in Spanish. How is it that you're able to structure these ESL classes in such a way that it's not overbearing and overwhelming for someone that's trying to learn the very language that they're being worked into and worked with. So again, uh, we have our faculty and staff is very well trained and they have learned theory on second language acquisition, especially for adults. So we create environments in the classroom where these students learn from authentic materials. We really have a sense of community in the classroom because we know when students feel attached to a community, they learn better. We also have our teachers trained in English for specific purposes. When you are an adult, You want to learn something that is going to be applied immediately to your everyday life, right? So that's what we create in our classroom. And not only in the ESL classroom, this is really um, a 
adult education approaches, even for our ABE and, and high school equivalency students. I mean, they are preparing to take the high school equivalency test, but we need to bring to the classroom that sense of like you're learning fractions because this is how you're going to be using fractions in your everyday life. So when you made that click, it sticks, right? Uh, what do you think, instructors? Yes, absolutely. I think it creates a more authentic experience for our students. And I find that ESL students tend to be highly motivated because they do understand the importance of learning the English language while they're living here. But it does also increase motivation more when they can see that direct connection between what we're doing every day in class and how they are going to be able to apply that in everyday life and even to future projects and future jobs and future adventures. One of the things I saw as I was preparing for this show is this acronym, W-I-O-A, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Can we talk a little bit about what that is and what significance that holds for us with the College and Career Readiness? Sure. So the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, or WIOA, is the act that provides Title II funding, which is the federal funding that supports adult education programs across the states in the United States. So it's extremely important to us, uh, this act. And um, Central Carolina Community College offers adult education through the College and Career Readiness Program. So Title II funding coming from WIOA is how we are funded in our programs. So, you know, funding is the funding that allows us to prefer students to improve their literacy, numeracy, prepare them for high school equivalency. The whole objective, and we just kind of touched on that, to prepare them to get uh, either a credential or to go to college or to just increase their language so they can get a much better job and be, you know, part of the community and provide a uh, a much better life for their families and themselves. Fantastic. We have been talking a lot about the second language aspect, students learning English, and we've incorporated some of the other aspects of what you all do in college and career readiness. But let's move on to talk about some of those things in particular. Uh, let's look at adult basic education. Who are these classes designed for? What can they experience when they take them? Okay, our adult basic education classes, we t tend to refer to them as ABE, and they're typically designed for students below the 7th, 8th grade reading and math level. Also for students with intellectual disabilities, and then the third group that fits in there is just the student who wants to increase or, you know, improve on their reading, writing, math skills, or if they need it to get like with what Ashley was referring to, like into one of the like BioWorks program or to work with that. Sometimes students are wanting to do CNA, but they're at a place where they need a higher reading score or need some more math skills. So that's who we serve in our ABE or adult basic education field. And then once they complete that, they are able to, our testing policy to try to help them get above that eighth grade. So if they do that and they need a diploma, then they can go into our HSE program or our adult high school program to earn their diplomas. They can also at that point either move into, if it's just to improve skills, they can move into some of the college courses or to earn a credential. Oftentimes, this is what they need for a job. They just need to improve some things for the job. If 
they are intellectual. Um, if we have some people who need some intellectual disabilities and do that, those students work on life skills, family skills, um, anything helps to do some jobs shadowing. All of that is included in our ABE population. Okay. You mentioned HSE a little bit ago, high school equivalency. <laughs> That's the new name for what we used to call GED, right? Yes. Okay. So going through the classes of adult basic education, and I would assume that this is a much broader audience that we can uh, offer these courses to with the different things that you uh, described that are helps for certain populations. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to focus in particular, you mentioned those that have certain uh, intellectual disabilities. and. What sort of opportunities when they go through adult basic education, what special emphases are there for them in terms of why they take the class and some of the things that they're pursuing as a result of taking that class? Um, most of our students, if they have intellectual disabilities, they really are working on improving skills and some of the community will hire, um, so they've got some job skills in there, working on some soft skills and improving some that's working with money doing those things for that. Um, if they are able, because you mentioned HSC, and in that if they're able and at that point that they can, then we do a couple things. We'll refer them if they need um, student accessibility to help get accommodations for testing and things like that. We can do that. And then, of course, in our classes, we structure them accordingly sometimes because they're often smaller classes. We can work a little more independently. We do whole group, but we can also work a little more independently to focus on the areas that they need. Um, going back to HSE for a moment, mm -hmm. um, I did see in looking up information before you all came in, I saw both opportunities for HSE and I saw opportunities for adult high school diploma. Is uh -huh. there a distinction between the two? And if so, what would be the differentiations between each? So there is a difference between the two as they both end to a high school credential. But how we get there is different. HSE will take us through a series of five tests that will test English, um, will test reading abilities, writing abilities, social studies, science, and math. So those five core thoughts and how where they're going from. So they'll do that and they pass those tests. Some students do it quickly, some take a little longer because it all depends on where the lots of times we see learning gaps. And so sometimes we'll see that. But once they finish those five tests, um, then they will earn their high school equivalency diploma, which comes from the state of North Carolina. Um, so they do that. We help them with setting up tests in the official tests. We do lots of practice tests. We give them lots of tools to kind of pull in a lot of his prior knowledge. What did they bring from high school? What did they remember? And then where do we go from there. Our high school program works differently. It's set up on a credit system like traditional high school. Um, it is um, students need 22 credits to graduate. All of them are the same core credits that they have to have in any high school in North Carolina. We only require six electives, but they need 16 of those cores. All of the Englishes, math, sciences that the public schools and Department of Instruction says they need, all of those are required and then whatever electives they bring in. We bring in students that need they have to have at least 15 credits to come to us for adult high school because that program is strictly online. Um, they can get tutoring and help through um, virtual. They can come in, but we don't have a seated class for adult high school. So we use a program that's, you know, scripted and so they go through that and then we work with that. Our HSE program, however, we have blended. So students who are online, students who come into classes, we have 
day classes, evening classes. So they have a way of getting it all um, with HSC in order to get adult high school just works so differently because if you need an algebra one credit or math one credit or an English four credit, that's so hard to do in a classroom with 15, 20 people and you know, everybody's doing something different. So it's better um, independent and online. So we spent a lot of time talking about helping people come into society, have the knowledge and the credentials that they need to be able to function and work in the workforce and those sorts of things. But you offer some other different opportunities here. And I was really intrigued uh, about some of the opportunities that you have for families as a whole, in particular programs called Mother Read and Father Read. What's that all about? Yes, this is a program that we have in Harnett County. And um, we have have classes where parents uh, bring their children to class and together they are improving their literacy skills. It's mostly offered for second language learners. And uh, it's a great opportunity for parents to to be learning the language while they are also improving and supporting their children learning needs um, in their also in their second language acquisition so uh, we have that program uh, we also offer the digital literacy program um, across the uh, across the counties that we serve which you know is one of those programs that it doesn't matter if you have already your bachelor's degree your master's degree if you are still working your high school equivalency diploma if you are a second language learners, we all can have something to improve in our digital literacy skills every day because technology changes quickly and it changes every day. So we offer this program for the community as well. I mean, um, everyone can attend these classes um, and we use a software called Northstar that again is, uh, is designed to support adult learners to improve their digital literacy skills. And I mean, there is a placement test, so some people might need some help navigating the web. So we we have you know some instruction for that have some adults that might be interested to actually um, stay stay more in touch with let's say their younger family members so we also teach them how to use tools like FaceTime uh, WhatsApp all kinds of uh, multimedia for communication purposes but also important software as well as you know Microsoft Office Google Docs I mean Google Suite that type of you know tools that are being used at the workplace. So yeah, digital literacy is a general program that it can be a great opportunity for many in our community. Maybe a good place for us to end our conversation is to talk about why this benefits all of us in the community as a whole. Uh, I mean, obviously there's a benefit to the person that's taking advantage of the classes and the programs and helping them to be able to come up and give them a certain sense of empowerment that they might not otherwise have. Why should the rest of us care. Yes, you know, adult students are Central Carolina Community College students. So first and foremost, they are some of our students here in the college, and we care about our students. And adult learners are no different than that. It just happened to be that their learning needs might be different, but um, they are part of our community. We want them to to succeed. Uh, We want them to get that skill and that credential to get that job that is going to help them. So, you know, they are just part of the community. And uh, they are students from our college, and we love having our adult learners. Call 
Intercurrent Readiness, or CCR, are designed to help adult learners to improve math, reading, and writing skills, to earn a high school diploma or equivalent, and to develop basic and academic skills needed for the workplace or to pursue secondary education. English as a Second Language classes are also offered. Information on all offerings is available at www.cccc.edu forward slash CCR. For those that speak Spanish, information can be obtained at 910-814-8900. That's going to do it for this edition of Central Carolina Journal. To hear past episodes, visit www.83wuaw.com forward slash ccj or search WUAW on your favorite podcast app. If you want to listen to this episode again, simply search for episode 23-10. And if you have an idea for a future episode, give us a call at 910-814-8830 or email us at wuaw at cccc.edu. Central Carolina Journal is a public affairs presentation of Central Carolina Community College and its radio stations 90.5 WDCC and 88.3 WUAW. I'm Katarina Medina. Thanks for listening. I gave the broadcasting students at Central Carolina Community College an assignment to interview each other, and they were allowed to be honest with each other. Here are some of the results, and I was honestly surprised. I was just looking at stuff that the school provides and I was like, oh, there's a broadcast production. And so I just clicked on it and I was like, wow, this looks like a dream, you know, because I saw the studio a little bit and I'm like, holy cow, that's something I've wanted to do, you know, and it just awakened something in me. I was like, wow, I, I got to do this. It's an amazing program with an amazing group of people. And there's a lot of good technical knowledge to learn from this, from both hardware and software. You get to learn a lot of interesting ways to handle things. And this entire program has a bunch of different elements that could be helpful in a bunch of different fields. There's a lot of good options around. I mean, people can help you financially. And if you feel like that's your concern, there's a huge support system at the community college. It seems like everyone here always was willing to help. So when I first started off, I could definitely say from high school to college, it's a big transition. Here at college, you soon learn, hey, it's all you. You're responsible for the work. And it is a lot of work. Don't be wrong. There's some times where you get a little frustrated and mm-hmm. you get a little overwhelmed. We have to work in group projects. We have like a little creative disagreement. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you learn to get over that and you come back in because at the end of the day, everyone's here to learn and gain knowledge to go on out into the world and do whatever they want to do. So you kind of have to like help each other out and just be supportive of one another and just keep going with it. Oh, I love it. I've made a bunch of friends here. I love the instructors. The teachers have been amazing. Here, it feels like almost immediately I kind of felt at home with the teachers. It's just felt like a much more home kind of atmosphere and all the students have been much more welcoming. It feels like Central has a lot of room for discussion in a lot of their classes. There will be some times where you might be a little fearful or a little intimidated by the equipment, but don't be. Your instructors are here to guide you, to help you. Your classmates will jump in and help you. It will be a great experience. There's many great opportunities here. You know, just last year, I got to get an experience of what it was like to be a news anchor reporting in the studio and stuff, and now getting that podcasting radio setting. They have great studios for radio, and they have a a television studio for TV. I feel like if I were to go into broadcasting, I could be doing something that I love to do, never feel like I'm actually on the clock, and then I'll just be working and having fun at the same exact time. People don't realize that this program is very broad. You can Mm -hmm. do so many different things. For me, I want to be a TV producer and a writer. Ron, wherever he just went, (laughs) he wants to be a director. Uh, Zach wants to be a videographer. So, like, you can do so many different things just by this one program, but you still learn a little bit from each, and I think that's really important. I want 
to really develop my podcast between me and my husband. We have a podcast. Hopefully everything that I've been learning here is really going to help me develop that podcast and push it out for all the world to hear. So all the stuff I've been learning about editing, equipment, how to record, everything has been like spot on. Everyone deserves to do what they want to do. You know, if you're on the fence about it and you're willing to take a shot in the dark, I think it is a good chance to take. If you like content creation or just anything that has to deal with media, this would be a really good program for you. Do it. Do it. It's so much fun. I really enjoy it. And I don't think I've heard a negative testimonial from someone regarding this course. So there it is from the students themselves. This is the experience that they have in the Broadcasting Production Technology Program at Central Carolina Community College. Now, there are a few things they did not mention, like that there are one-year certificate and diploma programs in audio and in video, including a certificate in podcasting, in addition to the two-year associate's degree covering both audio and video. There's the opportunity to have student content shared on the college's TV and radio stations, and that the equipment used in the classes is on par with what will be found in professional environments. Information on broadcasting production technology is available on the web at www.cccc.edu forward slash broadcasting and my phone at 919-718-7257. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, just me playing video games. <laughs>